0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online access to licensed counselors around the globe. If something in your life is making you feel stuck or you feel blocked from happiness, now is a great time to try therapy online. All you have to do is fill out a quick online survey and they'll match you with a counselor within 48 hours. And if you don't like that counselor for any reason, you can switch to a different person free of charge. To try Help and also really help out this show, head to trybetterhelp.com slash me for 10% off your first month of therapy. Thanks! Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this is based on the tools I use in my own life. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're really suffering, call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode about empowerment and feeling shiny and whole. It's about trusting yourself and basically embodying that energy of being whole unto yourself. So kind of like increasing your your level of differentiation from other people, if that makes sense. So this is an episode to do all about you, on you, and it's so that you can start to move in a direction of autonomy and strength and being self-assured. So if you are in a place where you feel reliant on someone else or something else or a group of people like your value is somehow dictated by that thing or those people or that person, this is an episode for you. And I want to tell you right off the bat that this is a very common circumstance to find yourself in, especially with relationships. It's really easy to slip into that place of reliant and clingy and needy and oversensitivity if you're cohabitating with somebody and especially during COVID. And also if you have a history of neglect, or you had to be kind of an adult growing up. So if this feels like it's coming up for you right now, it's just something we just have to keep working on and keeping in the right perspective in our life. It's also something I think that happens to a lot more people when you are not able to leave the house or be social for a long period of time. So if you are unable to strengthen yourself via other resources, that could be another reason this is happening. So first of all, before I go into the actual episode, a key piece of research that this is based off of is the the fact that we tend to listen to ourselves when we hear what we ourselves say aloud. Like we, we actually pay attention to what we say. And we think that that is probably true when we hear ourselves say something. So... You're gonna. There's a part of this episode that's got a funny exercise, and I, I that I'm bringing that up now because I really want you to do it. Don't just passively listen. Like actually do that part of it, the speaking aloud part of it. Another key piece of research that this episode is based off of is in situations while where we are torn, like if we are torn by two opposing feelings, like when we are ambivalent um, about, for example, a relationship. One thing we humans tend to do is defer to the inaction side of those two sides. So in other words, if we are talking through a decision to take action in some way, we always stop at the but, meaning the but of the the conflict, whatever it is, um, the negative side. That is where we stay stalled. And that is only because in the but, we have not yet actually thought through the action we could and would like to take in the future. Like, we don't literally get our, let ourselves get past that part. So that's a very, like, that. just knowing that fact allows us to actually muscle through the butt and, and start to do some problem-solving around action. It's just about being aware that we're just stopping unconsciously at the butt. Because we think in the moment of, of hearing ourselves say, but I can't, but we think... There is nothing to do when that is actually not true at all. There are many things that we could possibly do. We just have to allow ourselves to keep mentally solving a problem. So in that very simple process, we have thwarted thwarted change in any direction from occurring, just in the simple act of saying, but. So this episode is also aimed at focusing on your core, about doubling down on your own beliefs and your own, in your own strengths and focusing on your ability and your capacity versus just seeing the walls because it's so easy to see the walls and only the walls that we're facing. So I'm targeting a variety of possible scenarios and situations that might be occurring in your life. Um, But in general, it's when you are in a place when you feel compromised, you feel reliant on someone else, or you have that feeling of just being small. And I, I would think of this episode as like a mental practice to go through, And it's also a writing exercise and it's also things I'm going to ask you to talk, say things loud. But either way, it's about getting out of outside of the small room. I'm calling it a room like the small feelings of I am incapable or I am not enough. And it's about reminding yourself that you outside of those beliefs that currently um, you're experiencing, you that is beyond those things, that is bigger than those things, that is empowered, that person exists intact right now. And that person has existed in the past. You just have to remember them. You have to remember that feeling in your body of being that way and feel at home in their shoes for a brief, brief moment of realization of just self-awareness. It's like we, we get those little moments of the clouds parting and we're like, Oh yeah, wait a minute. I know how to do this. Like, fuck yeah, I have, I have my shit together. That's all it's about. And sometimes we just have to curate that awareness and that perspective. That moment might come in the form of, "Oh yeah, I like your shoulders might relax." You might say, "Like of course, of course, this person's unhappiness and anger is not at all about me. I am awesome." Or it might show up as you feeling like, "Oh right." I am more talented than this place and these people, and I always have been. I don't actually care what these people think at all. Whatever it is, we'll, we'll have that moment of clarity, and it'll remind us how tall we need to walk in any given room at a given time. So I just want you to remember your strength, your power, your shine, that feeling and state of knowing you have your shit going on, of remembering what it is that makes you awesome, and just come back into you. And being able to build and invest that value that is you where you want to. And I hope you come out of this episode feeling like you have so much more to you than whatever you're experiencing right now. So if you're getting pulled into someone else feeling like you don't have power on your own or you don't feel like you have a sense of self, this is a episode for you. And a heads up for anyone who is listening to this show who is... New to this show, often there is a what, why, and how, the tools. Those are the three parts. In this episode, I really want to get to the how, because I have some good tools. So I'm going to breeze through the what and the why. I didn't embellish those two quite as much as I normally do. So here we go. Part one, the what. Feeling like we are lacking or needy, like we are losing some ground somehow. There are a lot of us out there who feel dangerously clingy or obsessed with a partner sometimes like we we feel like we're reliant on them for our happiness or we need them to see us and recognize us or appreciate us in some way or somehow we'll get locked into this mental um equation with this other person maybe it's like a boss maybe it's a friend whatever it is we will mentally feel like we're stuck in their head and we can't focus on anything except them or we feel like our own emotions are controlled by their emotions or they're very much dictated by their emotions. And it can be incredibly frustrating and also depressing to be in this position because you literally can't live your own life. Like you can't be autonomous. So when we get into this place of feeling reliant or clingy, it's often because some part of us unconsciously feels, uh, lacking and we feel like we can't, we're threatened by the idea of losing favor with this other person. Somehow this is, um, so often this is subconscious, you know, like it's a rhythm we fall into because it's old muscle memory, but we don't even actually believe that when we are conscious, you know? Um, but either way, this energy makes us feel desperate or resentful or almost like a child, you know, and, and it could be something like a group of people. It could be somebody you want to be in favor with or a, a set of other people, Um, who, who you actually care a lot about their opinions and then you, but you don't want to feel that way. And somehow it's this underlying belief that they are better than we are. There's something that we need from them or there's an energy of lack. Like we are lucky to have them that we should never really speak our minds or we should never be too needy. It's like we, we are fighting with this feeling in our bodies and, um, we, we might panic in situations where we feel that connection um, is being lost. So to be clear, this is all happening in your body and or mind. You also might have this occur because of actual manipulation. Like you might have a partner who is actually saying things to you um, to make you feel off balance, to make you feel needy and desperate and clingy. Like playing with your mind in, in ways that make you confused uh, or baffled by their behavior like that their behavior changes erratically and so you put it on yourself you're constantly trying to read them and anticipate them and you can't or you might be feeling lacking because others make you feel that way because you are different and or you have a much harder existence than they do and they don't want to acknowledge that or they just don't relate to you um, or recognize you in the challenges you experience. Therefore, in that lack of seeing you, you feel degraded and lesser than because you are invisible. And so in that case, I'm speaking of cultural insensitivity or racism or systemic, systemic oppression of some form. And so these are all very complex intera- complex interactions that I'm describing, but what they trigger is... Um, anger and resentment, but also a mixture of sadness and often longing and also a bizarre desire to please, you know, it can be very confusing and conflicting and layered. So obviously I breathe through many, very, um, lengthy, big, big concepts in this, but whichever group you are relating to in this, what these feelings come up on some level and often they are very conflicting feelings that you have at the same time. And some because some of those feelings don't make sense, often we blame ourselves or we feel like there's no way to feel safe in the situation. We're kind of stuck in that state of inaction and um, we don't like that feeling of lesser than. So you might think. What action could I possibly do or what action should I possibly do to help myself? Because there's no real win in, in these types of things because they're, they're filled with ambivalence. Which brings me to part two, the why. Well, if we're looking for, at this from a position of codependency as in relationships, um, that is that craving we have deep down for the restoration of, I'm going to call it the drug, you know, the drug of being in the relationship. Often codependent relationships are very drug-like and they allow us to soothe deep longing and a neediness that comes from a lot of different childhood experiences. But it's this feeling of wanting to be validated by attention and love and attachment of this other person. And it's, we're chasing this feeling of completeness. So that drug comes from not having to be only with ourselves. Like you have someone else to be lost and you have somebody else to be focused on and therefore all of our pains go away. So it's very intoxicating to be in a codependent relationship because suddenly there's this whole world of new and much easier problems to solve. And they're none of, none of them are yours, (laughs) somebody else's problems. So you're you just get locked in that position of looking at somebody else. And how we get stuck in these loops with other other people often come out of just old habits. Like it can be an old set of ways that we related to another person and it feels comfy to be here. Like we know who we are when we're here, when we're high on quote relationships. However, you also have that mature grown-up self who can see it for what it is. There's that part of ourselves who's like I don't want to be bound to this person. This person annoys the fuck out of me. Or we can see there's another healthier, aware part of ourselves that wants to have a normal life, that doesn't want to have to be so distracted from work or school, or doesn't want to have their mood be completely bound to this other person's happiness at all times, because it's kind of a bummer. I mean, it's a huge bummer. So that person that's mature and an adult wants to be self-sufficient and wants to, knows that this is an unhealthy way to relate to somebody else and just doesn't really know what to do about it. So that's the first codependent section of the why. Second, I would say when it comes to feeling socially excluded or isolated, maybe that's due to racism or discrimination, this is something real that you are experiencing and therefore the reactions are so overwhelming because no clear way to confront that issue and there's often no real solution to that issue and it's so self-perpetuating that that way of thinking it can make you feel so overwhelmed and so powerless that that leads to a sense of depression that makes you want to hope to to God that this isn't true somehow it's like that level of desperation and hopelessness can make you want to deny the problem so you might have feelings of intense anger and powerlessness, and not know how to process those feelings of anger and powerlessness. And then your role might also require that you maintain the status quo, that you push down these feelings and smile and stay friendly. You know, for some, it might feel like the, you know, possible solutions are not going to work because it's such a big problem on such a large scale that it feels almost like it shouldn't be all on you. Which is partly because it should not be all on you, and isn't all on you. But if you are feeling all of those things, I want to recommend um, one tool in particular. I don't have lengthy tools for that specific problem in this episode. Just wanted to let you know that ahead of time, if that's the thing you are focused or you are suffering from at this very time. If you are a person who is feeling socially isolated, and that is not due to discrimination necessarily, maybe that's just due to the pandemic, and also all of the conditions that come with the pandemic increase our feelings of anxiety, and we have a heightened level of self-awareness and self-scrutiny in part because there are not other things to balance out our focus. Like if you are just alone with you all the time with no other input, there's it's we get ungrounded by that. It's very triggering in some ways. If you're a person who's already um, very self-aware and has a high level of perfectionism, this might've triggered a lot of those tendencies because there is no way to feel grounded and, um, get enough feedback to orient yourself in a, in a normal way, breathe through all of those things, which brings me to part three, the, how the tools. So the goal is to feel whole unto yourself, and that is where power and openness reside. And this is something all of us can have. It exists within, within all of us. We just forget that energetically. So we have to take steps to remind ourselves that we are whole and complete, even if we are just alone, you know? Even if no one loves us, even if we have nothing, n- no title, no external validation, we are whole and complete. So the the bird's eye view of this goal is to get strong enough and separate enough so that whatever this situation is, isn't taking down all of you. So it's, it's, it's to make the world feel bigger and more expansive, so to speak. So however, it might feel like in the moment, like while you're listening to this, it might feel like you're taking medicine, you know, it might feel fake, like you're going through the motions and that it doesn't feel true at all. It feels silly. Um, but deep down it's partly because we just want to not change. It's some part of us that's like, this feels foreign and new and I don't want to change really. So these are really helpful practices just to even get out of the old mindset, the old habit of thinking. So these are a series of reflections for you to do to remind yourself how strong and great you are. And think of this as a process of discovery. When we feel threatened, scared, or small, we lose that sense of awareness, of um, ability. And our body makes us feel scarce, like concave, like our shoulders cover our chest. And we just lose our ability to see the truth. Here's the thing. One very profound set of research shows we believe what we hear ourselves say. So I want you to, in this first tool, I want you to make two lists. Um, I'm I'm gonna make you <laughs> write these things down, and you're going to be when we make these two lists. All you're gonna do is read what is in the positive column, and I want you to actually integrate what is in the positive column into your conversations you will have with your friends. The lists you're making are the pros and cons of whatever situation you're in. I'm going to call it autonomy or codependency. So being co- be co- being codependent would be on one column being autonomous and free from this codependency would be in the other column. Fill in the blank, whatever your situation is, though. So you're going to be populating both sides. This is what, I, but I want you to focus on the positive side. <clears throat> and so whenever, let's say in that column, it will be, I will have um, possession of myself. I will have the ability to live my own life. I will have more time to spend with my friends. I will feel better about myself. I, I will be stronger and I will be more independent. I will feel um, less reliant on somebody else's emotions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I will have self-respect. I will be able to operate my life with self-respect. Whatever they are, these are the high road benefits. And also fill in the, the other negative side of them. But what I want you to do is take whatever you have in that positive column and echo those positives in conversation organically with somebody unrelated to the situation. So let's say in a friend hangout, I want to do blank because I will have blank, I will have blank and my life will be easier because of blank. So this is really about us creating, fabricating the verbal feedback that is focused in active positive change um, so that we can hear it ourselves. And talking about it means that we believe it more. So I'm giving you a very specific assignment to do that, to architect that language into um, organic conversation so that you can actually hear it back. Even if you know you're doing it, it's still effective. And I think knowing that feeling better about ourselves, that that is our truest goal, regardless of the situation, that becomes a starting point for change to happen. It's no matter what situation you're in, it's not about trying to make the the relationship better from this position. It's not about being cooler at work. It's not about um, trying harder to make your partner less unhappy. It's about having your head on stronger and your gut even more grounded in all of the things that make you strong and powerful. Because from that place, you know exactly what needs to be done and you can do it. It's like so much possibility opens as soon as you embody that physical state of autonomy. It's like, oh, I know now what I need to do in order to get what I want. I need to pull back. I need to step back from this situation. It's like we need to get into that headspace in order to actually get even what we want from this place. You know what I mean? So it's like it's serving all goals. And... Your physical energy is a huge piece of the equation. Your mental headspace is a huge part of what is causing any kind of powerlessness and um, inability to see what's possible. So in short, you're going to listen to you, hearing you say positive things about you and your situation and what you are going to do about it. All right. Second tool. Stand in the place where you feel super fucking powerful. I didn't line up those words with that song very well. Anyway, this is stand in the place where you are super fucking powerful. There was a TED Talk a long time ago. I think it was Amy Cuddy. Basically, standing in a power position. She, She prescribed the power position that people should stand in in order to elicit feelings of confidence and power what it evolved to become was more about standing in a position that makes you feel very powerful and protected. I'm only bringing that up because that's kind of the, the back back backstory behind this tool. I want you to stand in a, it doesn't have to be a position. I would add it could be an outfit that makes you feel very powerful and embodied and confident. Um, I would also add that it's practicing using a voice that is strong, convicted and embodied, loud and even overly enunciated, so projecting from your diaphragm and like making sure your shoulders are back. I used when I was younger I used to whisper and that is because I didn't want to be heard. And now I speak loudly and unapologetically and that is because I'm embodying that energy. But the both both things affect the other. So if you can force yourself to speak loudly, And enunciate your words, then you will also, your energy will match it. So the same goes for whatever you wear. If you can put on something that makes you feel powerful, it'll get you into that physical space in a mental way as well. So I want you to pick out an outfit, pick out a, a way of speaking, and then I want you to do these exercises in this state of being. So including the next one. Um, and this is just about like practicing being in this headspace. I would say like one observation that came to me recently was just when you see people on television that feel artificial or fake, um, or they're like, let's say they're a host on a talk show and you notice that their, their movements feel almost like very commercial and controlled. A large part of that is just the fact that they have practiced saying their message in such a clear and concise manner because it is guided by their goal, their goal of delivering this one piece of information from a practiced place of power. So I feel like what we're trying to do is somewhat the same, is practicing having a strong voice by literally just trying it out, you know, doing a make-believe version of that as a way to get to that energy. The next tool these are all kind of to be done simultaneously, by the way. Next tool is, I'm calling it the holy fucking milestones to come before. I like I've been putting a lot of F-bombs on this. Apologies. So this is a writing assignment that I want you to just look at your path to come prior to this moment in time. You, the path you have walked is varied and you have overcome quite a bit to get to where you are right now. And I don't want you to take that for granted. It's so easy to diminish the things we've overcome or just think like, well, but it wasn't that bad. But in the moment, it was, and it was hard, and you got through it, and you overcame it, and you had to try very hard to do that, and you did it. So you have been in places and in times that have threatened your well-being, and you have conquered those times. So I want you to just do a timeline. Look at everything to come before this moment, this challenge, and just craft in written form, All that you had to conquer and overcome and things that almost took you down that didn't. Do not diminish that. That strength is in you now. It has built up more muscle where you had no muscle before. Next tool I'm going to call 5 by 5 self-realizing pep talks. So one thing that happens when we get into clinging relationships or codependent relationships um, or when we are in a vacuum due to COVID, there it means that all of our self-feedback comes from one person or maybe just ourselves. And we literally forget ourselves. We forget all that there is to us and all that makes us awesome. So this assignment is for you to text and or call five people and first tell them you are doing a podcast exercise. So say like, I'm listening to this podcast and I got this assignment, um, I have to do it with five people. Will you do this with me? It'll take five minutes. And then explain. It's super simple. I want to, uh, the assignment was to talk to someone that I respect and that I hold in very high esteem and tell that person everything I can see about their shine, their talent, their charisma. And then in return, I want that person to do the same for me, to see me in my shine and in my charisma and in my strengths. I'll just echo it back to you. Tell me what you see in me that is good. Because quite literally we need to be reminded of ourselves and sometimes we need that feedback from places that we're not around quite often. So we have to foster it ourselves. So for me, I did this assignment my, I got that feedback from my sister, my mother, my mother-in-law, two of my besties, and it changed my entire perspective of myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have huge muscles. I almost had another F-bomb and I took it out because there's just too many. Um, so I invite you to do it with anyone in any age range. You could talk to your little nephew who's seven years old. doesn't matter as long as it is somebody you trust not to be petty, vindictive, or negative towards you. So this is the five by five. All right, next tool, put the butt in a drawer. So just imagine your butt is sitting in a drawer and you've shut the drawer as far as it'll go on your butt. So it's just a visual to mark in in your brain. Um, But this is really about just recognizing the butts as veiled moments of pause and being able to push past that whenever you are in a moment of trying to talk about a solution, just that's it. It's like a mental filter. Whenever you're journaling, whenever you're thinking over something in your own mind, just I want you to start to recognize, but that would mean blank. That is really just a moment of your brain hitting pause. That's all it is. Just recognize that word in a new light and push past that. It's not an excuse to stop thinking on solving something. It's it's just a reminder, oh, I gotta keep going past that to get to the solution that does in fact exist. All right, next tool, <laughs> fuck yeah, make believe dress up. I don't know why <laughs> I was just in a very sailor mouth mood when I wrote these. Um, okay, so this is a dress up assignment. This is different than my other dress up moment in this one, but this is, uh, so this is an odd one. But I want you to play make-believe in some key way. And this is just a really uh, a forced way, oh, it's like a hack, to begin to see yourself differently. When you can take on the, a veneer of somebody borrowed, someone else that is outside of you, that represents some kind of form of mystery and power and intrigue. So that might mean you're painting your nails a new bright color. I personally went to Rite Aid and I bought everything I could find that was neon in makeup. And if you don't wear makeup, doesn't have to be makeup. You could borrow um, some item from a friend that feels very like ooh, cool, wow. Like some, it, it, what we're looking for here is something you might see on somebody on the street and think, huh, who are they? What did they do? Is that in style now? And I'm calling upon things that are clothing-based. It could be also jewelry. It could also be music that you play. Um, It could be also just the way you adorn your existing clothing, like the way you tie it. Maybe it's the way you style your hair. Another random one is maybe you wear socks under your sandals if you've never tried that before. Just whatever it is, we're borrowing something that somebody else does. Another way to find source an idea is just to find someone on Instagram that seems really cool and just sit in this dress up for just a few hours and maybe even a whole afternoon. And what we want to do is really notice the energy that brings of who am I? Maybe I'm someone cooler. Maybe I'm actually, I am this person. Maybe I can bring that into who I am and add it to the sum value of who I am. It's a way to energize ourselves. And I would say, um, when you can start to just notice how that thing makes you feel, how that change makes you feel. And if you can snap a selfie, it's just about realizing, seeing yourself from a slightly different angle that is a tiny bit elevated or a tiny bit from a different angle. I hope those all made sense. And I hope you have fun doing these. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like a lot of, um, forced kind of like inaction of things. It's like, but it's true and it still works it's, it gives you a slight edge outside of whatever stuck, petty, fearful, overly sensitive headspace that we tend to get stuck in, especially if we have this particular kind of damage. And I didn't want to completely leave out, um, those suffering from discrimination and racism. The main tool I have for you is if you are a person who is suffering in a you're being discriminated against and it's it's so overwhelming, I think the most helpful thing to do is be seen and heard and validated in a group of like sufferers. So either group therapy or a circle of friends who suffer in similar ways is incredibly healing. Um, and just remembering it's externalizing it so you can see it and understand it is legitimately true and it's not you. Just that's the key. So before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors. I have a very generous donation from Matthew. Thank you so very much. And Margaret, very uh, generous donation from you. Thank you so very much. And anyone who has the means, donations help out this show quite a bit. If you don't, I would love a review on iTunes or a heart on SoundCloud or just share it with somebody you think it could help. And uh, before I... Close, close, close. I have an announcement for everybody. I am signing with a media company, which means there will be more ads running in this show. And it is something I've thought about quite a bit. I've taken it to heart and I just want you to know where it's coming from. Because I know that a lot of you listen to this show on a loop. You'll listen to it over and over again. So I'm thinking I have you in mind in just announcing this. Um, I'm going to do my best to make sure this transition does not hurt your ability to still do that. I welcome any thoughts that you may have. If you want to reach out to me at my website, yaywithme.com, I'm still going to be creating new shows and the the decision to do that, that will help me do more of them. And that is why I made that decision. So this is really more in service of the show being something I can continue to do um, and at the level I want to do it so it'll it'll become more sustainable for me to do that so in closing there is a you that is strong powerful shiny and knows your own value and it's like sometimes we get lost in a labyrinth of our old fears and our old muscle memory and we can't know that as truly so we we have to draw a map to get back to that knowledge so that we can embody that energy and the energy of lack and fear and being underfoot, it's reactionary. That is where our relationships also enter a danger zone because we start to get way more sensitive and way more overreactive and we make everything about us. And we start to color everybody else's actions as at us, because of us, um, not seeing us enough, not loving us enough. It's all fear-based. And in, often in truth, it is not that way or if, if somebody is making us feel like that, it's like, we can just see that it's maybe not on us and we can retain our own power, you know? So it's very if somebody in, in your life is putting something on you, making their unhappiness because of you somehow, it's very likely that it has nothing to do with you at all. I just want you to look at all of the other usual suspects there's COVID, there's isolation, there's stress, there's depression, there's fear, there's lack of self-care and there's lack of resources. There's, um, a lot of upheaval happening just in our lives. And that's just things that are just top of mind. But as an example, my neighbor across the street always was always cranky or I always saw her as somebody that was angry. And I've, I saw her cussing and I thought, oh, wow, she must be such an angry person. And then I found out she, yesterday I found out she passed away from a long battle with cancer. And it took all of those prior instances of seeing her and I put it in a totally different light. So I was like, oh, maybe in those moments she was enraged that her cancer had resurfaced and I'm telling you that story just to remind you, we cannot feel another person's pain, their powerlessness, their anger, or even their self-hatred. There's that blindness. There's also blindness that comes from just a person living in pure ego, as in the narcissist. But that is even more dangerous. But regardless, if somebody's acting out onto you, there's likely a lot going on inside that brings about that co- toxicity. So don't take it personally. And don't make it because of you. And also, don't let that tell you who you are. Never let somebody else dictate to you who you are and what your intentions are. And get out of the line of fire if that's happening. You are Teflon. You do you. And you do this podcast set of exercises. (laughs) And I will say when we're underfoot, it makes us feel, it makes us believe we have no power, we have no autonomy, and that we are the mercy of somebody else. So the goal is really just to remember the energy in your body that feels like I will be okay and I am awesome. I know I'm awesome. I know I'm nice. I know I have good intentions. People who know me know that. They know that I'm awesome and they know that I'm acting from a place of kindness and love and uh, just move from that energy. From that energy, you are capable, eloquent, and also compassionate to all. And is, it is from that place of confidence that you know what you must do. So first things first, don't jump to the end of this situation and what, what will happen once it's over or whatever will happen in the future because you're not there. You are not in the future. So don't fear just getting your core stronger right now. Start with, I'm awesome, I can do anything because I am me and just swim in that energy and know it and don't forget to smile.